Hey all you hitchers and drifters, it's Logan. I wanted to give you a quick rundown about next week's episode with Team Boozers. We have a special guest, Jennifer, who is coming in to talk about her personal experience with a malevolent ghost. She was on a show called A Haunting, Season 8, Episode 3, Eternal Grief, that you can watch on Discovery+. Plus. Make sure to check it out and come back next week while she tells Golden Jay and Alicia about her scary-ass experience. Keep it spooky. Welcome back, all you hitchers and drifters, to the United States of Paranormal Podcast. Your one-stop fucking... Oh, God damn it! You were doing good! Yeah, but a one-stop... Sh- what is it? What's up, a one-stop shop for everything encrypted and creepy? It's a fucking road trip. It's not a fucking store. The one-stop shop yeah, for no everything shit. cryptid and creepy. Uh, Let's do it. Hey, all you hitchers and drifters. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Welcome back, all you hitchers and drifters, to the United States of Paranormal Podcast. Our fucking... That, um, this is going to be it now. States Paranormal Podcast. Sit down and buckle up for a lightning ride through everything cryptid, creepy, and paranormal. Welcome back, all you hitchers and drifters, to the United States of Paranormal Podcast. Our fucking, I can't even remember the fucking phrasing here now. Welcome back, all you hitchers and drifters, to the United States of Paranormal Podcast, where we take a weekly tour of the United States for all things cryptid, creepy, and paranormal. Uh, we have something a little bit somber that we need to break down for you, listeners. Uh, I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you. Uh, Brandon's gone to the Spectrum Van in the Sky. No longer is he he part of the team because he's gone. He's perished. And we mourn him. Especially Matt. Arms of the and we can't afford that, so you're gonna have to be like the out the outreach of heavenly beings or something. You can't go arms of the angel. We're gonna get sued. <laughs> uh, so I want to have a moment of silence for our fallen comrade, who we are going to be replacing. So email us for your audition tapes. Uh, let's have a moment of silence for Brandon. Brandon, you not may not be really dead, but you're dead to us. So this week, we're actually going to have a temporary co-host on to uh, try out to replace Brandon. And we are going to be having, uh, we'll start off going to the left here instead of the right like I normally do. We have Creepy Kitty, Kayla Blake, is going to be sitting in uh, to try and replace Bose. Hi, I'm Kayla. There you go. And then we've got Felipe has come in to tell us some stories of incidents that he and people he'd known has uh, experienced. Howdy, howdy. And then we've got Matt Frisbee. <clears throat> Hi. Yeah, see? See? You're filling in for Brandon? Is hey. that what that was? You're bringing that low-key energy? Someone's got to bring it back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Brandon's done. not here because uh, he sucks. I mean, that's all I got. <laughs> you sound uh, pretty cross about that. It's all right. It's okay. It's like, we only set this date like two weeks in advance, so... Him is to cancel it? at the last moment. That's the sound of a scorned interviewee right there. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little offended. Five, was, five, oh, a five hour drive? Four hour drive? Close to four. Yeah. Mmm. Yeah. Mmm. Bad rapport mm. there. Mm. Brandon, I just want you to know, like, you really fucked me up, dude. <laughs> I was hoping to see you. I hadn't seen you in like seven years, bro. I was hoping to reconnect on like an emotional level to rekindle what we had when we were in college. Star-crossed lovers. We're just God gonna have to no. get out the Ouija board and try to reach out to Brandon from here. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, <clears throat> we'll we'll move on from that. We'll, we'll know real quick if Brandon sits in the corner and cries. Yes. <laughs> we'll we'll know real quick if Brandon listens Speaking to our own that, podcast. That's what one of my stories is about. So <laughs> it's been a little while in the corner <laughs> since uh, we've been in the studio. Uh, it's been a, a hot second since we've been sitting down. It feels nice to sit down. And everything. And it's a little weird being here without Brandon because we've only done one other show without Brandon, and that was Dallas with uh, Jeremy and Skyler. Actually, we just got back from. We did record last week. It was the live show. Yeah, we did. That was a lot of fun. It was. I can't wait to go back to the Poor Brothers. It's going to be dope when we do. I enjoyed it every second of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. We had a good crowd. Not a big crowd, but a good crowd. We didn't get canceled. <clears throat> or I don't know. This, does 40 people count as a good crowd? What's the qualification of a good Texas? crowd? In Beaumont, Texas? I think, Beaumont, it's, I think Texas? it's pretty good for yeah. Beaumont. Well, yeah, because yeah. I, want to, I want to know what Poor Brothers' restrictions on are, how many people they're allowed to have in the brewery. Before the fire marshal gets called and be like, hey, you have fucking somebody needs There's to leave. There's a number inside the building I'm about to say, yeah, there <laughs> should be a plaque somewhere that yeah, actually has that information. Like 40 people is a big crowd, especially for Beaumont, Texas, live paranormal podcast. I mean, like, oh, well, that's groundbreaking this area. I don't think there's been a live podcast done in the Golden Triangle. Yeah. I've definitely never noticed 40 that. people for three assholes no, no, in the booths no. of Texas. There has been. Uh, was it Larry King of the Road? He came out during Mardi Gras in our year when we were went here. To do, uh, what's his King name? The, 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 the guy who dubs himself the King of Mardi Gras. He's a real big act. He does a lot of music on around here. Tracy Bird? Um, Tracy I'm Bird? not a not socialite. Tracy I couldn't tell you. He's, he's an older guy, an older gentleman. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's a story for another time. There's a, I listened to the live show this past week uh, with all the mishaps that were in the audio. I noticed that. Shame on you, Matt. What mishaps? Oh. All the freaking si- weird silences. There's not a bunch oh, of weird silences. Oh, you're getting dumped on. Huh? No, no, I, I, this is good. This is good. But, but, no, but a growth there is one section. I will say there are two problems. Uh, there is one section where the audio cuts out. We had to edit that out. Yeah, because no. Brandon, after I said twice in that day, one, I was like, let's not say anything super offensive tonight, guys, and looked at Brandon. And then right before we started, I had us all put our hands in the middle, and I was like, let's not get canceled. And we throw our hands up, right? And then Brandon says something very offensive at one point in time, so it had to get cut out. Yeah, I will say it's not necessarily very offensive. I don't know. It might be offensive the to level, people that have dealt with the subject yeah, or had the, a family level, member deal like, with it. It's the level of offensiveness is it was tame for Brandon. It's not cancelable, but it's also like. It's, it's all color because like I was okay. in the front row and I was listening and like I heard it firsthand and I kind of cringed a little bit, but that might just be because of how I know that you guys are always trying to keep him under control. Uh, I yeah. walked, I walked away at that point and was dealing with other people. So I heard about it from other people. They Ooh. were like, people like, oh man, when Brandon said this and I was like, Brandon said, what now? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> never good. And I also, <laughs> and I also <laughs> saw Matt's face. Oh yeah. yeah. Kyle it. told me that too. He was like, Matt made a face at Brandon when he said it. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. I've seen that face he, he said did. it and i was just like mm. yeah I, <laughs> oh no that's your that face I had, made me laugh yeah i had to cut what he said and then my response to it out uh that is uh to be said i forgot i need to message jeremy and let him know i do have a recut of the episode where yeah. that is more tastefully removed also i don't know if you noticed there was actually a sync issue in the episode that i had to uh fix as well Oh, okay. Yeah. Where you can hear Logan talking, and Over then myself. you can hear... Oh, I heard that. You can hear one, Logan yeah. also talking in the background. Yeah, I heard that. I was like, why is there an echo? Which I, I, think like, I, know, I, I think I know what caused that problem. 
I think what happened is, so when I'm at home, I dock my laptop and uh, I have a keyboard that has Bluetooth and a wireless dongle that plugs into my computer. So the Bluetooth I have set to link to my laptop. So I think what happened was I switched back and forth while I'm working. Mm -hmm. I think I had it set to Bluetooth when I was trying to type in something on the PC. Oh, okay. And you know Pro you. Tools, yeah. every letter has some kind of <laughs> <Yeah>. command. So <laughs> I think I had unwittingly desynced that one section of it. And all of my going back and reviewing, I had never got to a section of it where there was the desync issue. Well, that's a lot of like, I know how it is to like edit shit, and it's like it becomes so monotonous. You're like, oh, everything's good. So little things like that can be overlooked. That's it. Like you try and trying to edit, uh, usually an hour long. This one was two hour long, and yeah. as quick as getting it edited and mixed in as quick a means as possible opens up a lot of chance for things that you miss. Oh, I know. Uh, that. And I will say, the person who tried to point it out to me. Only use the word, <laughs> it seems like chaos in this section. Let's, oh. No, let's be like, clear. Oh, shit, what is that chaos? Like? <laughs> yeah, so let's be section. clear. Before before he throws me under the bus for oh. this, I said, I, I was like, if we need to cut this, it sounds like pure chaos. I'm okay with it. And he says nothing. He doesn't ask me about it. He says nothing. And then I revisited again. I was like, hey, did we fix this? And what are we doing about the chaos? And he was like, I had no intentions of ever going back and fucking with it. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, fine. I was like, okay. I felt no need to elaborate in there. I was region, like, if that's the case, because I figured. silence, I went to the region he was talking about, because I knew what area he was talking yeah. about. And my thought was, he's talking about chaos. He's just talking about, he's talking to somebody in the audience. I'm talking with Brandon on stage. That's that same time frame mm. that we had that section cut out. And uh, I was like, it's a bit hectic, but it's kind of our style. And yeah. the section I went back and reviewed, I did not hear the the desync. So that when I thought he said chaos, when he said chaos, I thought he was referring to content, oh, not okay. technical issues. Gotcha. So all I request is that we try to be as concise as possible in the future about what needs to be fixed <laughs> and not just use a vague word word like chaos. Listen, well, if you would have asked me to explain, I would have done it, but you're like, I had no intention well, of going back and fucking again, with that. I was like, fine. I knew <laughs> exactly right. what section you were talking about, and I knew what I thought you were referring to as chaos. <clears throat> yeah. uh, but had someone just used the word, I'm hearing myself well, twice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I say word, phrase. Well, with unscripted shows, podcasts in general, isn't it kind of all like controlled chaos because eventually you'll drift off topic and come back oh certainly. especially on live shows certainly. like i hear it all the time on other podcasts where it's you know just two people talking back in this case you had you know three plus a whole audience of what you said 40 people oh, so yeah. yeah tends to be a lot of chaos and that's it it was our first live show there's a lot of kinks to work out um i don't get me wrong i am not blaming you for the fuck up because <laughs> I fucked up big time on uh, putting that, uh, getting that edited and putting it out. Uh, I just ask to make all of our lives easier. If you have a note, uh, try to be as concise as possible when you are delivering it so that there's not a communication issue in what the problem actually is. Uh, that said, I've got it uploaded. I just have to message Jeremy and say, hey. Yeah. Upload a in. third version of this and, episode. Oh, third. No, this is... <laughs> well, think, for him. Oh, yeah. Oh, third Jesus. version we've sent to him. <laughs> I think this is the fifth cut of the episode. 
that oh. I have rendered. Yeah, I've had a. I have goofed up big time, Damn it, multiple times with this one, uh, <clears throat> hey, trying to get it out. I don't blame you. I used to edit like hour and a half, two hour long like episodes of podcasts, so I know how that is, dude. It's like two o'clock in the morning. You're like, Jesus Christ, I need to get this with. <laughs> I always listen to like everyone he sends me because God knows we yeah. know we know Brandon's not. That was another <laughs> issue with this is that um, we had we shot this on a Friday night. And we had to have it ready to upload Sunday night. Mm. So there was a very short turnaround on a two-hour podcast. So I listened to the first cut he had, and my only complaints were the chaos. And at the end, we have a plug that has music and a plug. And Matt accidentally snagged just the music, not the plug itself, with the music. So I was like, hey, we fixed this. And so Matt went in and fixed that. And in my head, like I was like, ah, it's a simple fix. I don't need to listen to the new cut. Didn't listen to the new cut. Comes Monday or comes Wednesday, start the episode, and I think my Spotify's fucked because every like what like twenty seconds, it yeah. cuts. Yeah, like yeah. okay, that's what I was hearing yeah. when it, I was listening. Oh, to I'm it. sorry, that's your that was a render error. I figured. I'm, I'm like, I knew surely. I'm like, there's no way he made that many fucking. I was, no, I was in my oh, I was in my car yeah. and I thought it just sounds like Spotify was being fucky. Yeah. So I yeah. kept like trying to reset my Spotify. I was like, what's going on? And then I went over to Apple and I clicked it on. I was like, it's and it was doing thing. the same thing. Yeah. I was like, oh fuck! And I, I went over to the Apple. drive and there it was. And I was like, oh fuck! Yeah, yeah, I think that problem came from it had been a while since I'd last reset my computer and the cache was running high. Yeah. So that created. On a on a, on a file that's as big as a two hour long thing, it's multiple gigabytes. Oh yeah, uh, I think that was causing it. So I mean, as soon as I was keyed into it, I reset my computer, I re-rendered, and then I imported it back into Pro Tools so that I could make sure there were no cuts. Oh yeah, in the final version. That's the this is the second time that's happened because we had another time where we forgot to put the plug on yeah. the end, oh. and I was like, hey, there's no <clears throat> plug. And we put that in, and I was like, yet again, I was like, oh, it's just a plug at the end. I'm not going to re-listen to this edit because it's just a plug. <laughs> well, then when he put the plug in, it did this fucking gnarly thing to where, like, our outro was on top of our plugs. So, the out- like, we were talking. Everything was layered over it. And we it's were, like, yeah, we were talking over right it. Now. And so as soon as the plug ended, it cut our audio for our show. So the show just abruptly ended. Yeah. And I was like, so I'm never doing that again. If it's like, like there's just something <laughs> muffy with the outro, I'm listening to the whole thing from start to yeah, finish for the yeah. fifth time. Well, I think that was on <laughs> another day where we were coming down to the wire on when we were supposed to have it uploaded. Ooh. And so it was a lot of rushing. That was with the commercial. Yeah. Well, that was with our first time travel commercial. I think the event. biggest yeah. rendering I've ever done was uh, when I did an audiobook and rendering. I think the whole audiobook was like 12 hours. Oof. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I. I had to listen to a freaking 12-hour book, full recording audio book, like three or four times. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no. just to make sure, because I was like, fuck, I know. that's fucked up. No joke. That's fucked up. Yeah. Making no, notes like, over and over people, and over. I, people that don't do it don't grasp it, because it's like, you listen to it a bunch while you're editing it. I don't edit. I'm not, that's not my thing, but I listen to it over and over and yeah. over and over mm-hmm. again, because like I said, we know Brandon's not listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's not re- while he's not here to defend himself. Oh no, what a he would. He would. Say, if he was, if he was sitting here, he would say it too. No, he, he, he does. I don't know that he listens to all of them. He does listen to at least some because he does come back to me with notes. Yeah, but uh, I'll be listening to like I'll listen to one episode after he sends it to me like three times, just going over it, being like, "All right, there's uh, this, this, 
And then the few times where I'm like, ah, it's fine. It's something fucky happens. So it isn't <laughs> never again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's a process. The whole thing's yeah. a process. All yeah. that to say, I enjoyed the live show when I listened to it. It was great. You guys sounded great. Oh, thank it you. was yeah, a lot I've, of fun. I've got a buddy that he, he does 3D printing <clears throat> helmets and paints and everything, Stichosaurus. And he got back to me while we were dealing with all that. And I didn't, I knew he listens, but I didn't think to tell him like, hey, wait, this. And he was like, hey, listen to the new episode. It was great. And I was like, you listened to that whole thing like that? And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, the skipping? He was like, I thought my Spotify was messed up. And I was like, oh, man, I hope everybody just blames yeah. Spotify. Well, that's that's Spotify. On the bright side, listening. we can gaslight the audience. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, no, yeah, it's fine on our end. What do you We should have just denied it instead of putting service, out that post yeah. saying we had technical difficulties. It should have been like, oh, the streaming services are acting weird today. Just hope yeah. the Apple people don't listen to the spot, talk well, to the Spotify people. And that's fine. <laughs> Every time we make a mistake, we can learn from it and we just adapt and we do better uh, on the next one. So. Yeah. Again, I've started re-importing stuff every time I do a bounce. That way I can double-check the waveform to make sure we don't have those errors. Um, I will do better about uh, resetting my computer and making sure that everything is cleared out before uh, working on that. And uh, that will help us prevent uh, bigger issues on the editing process. Uh, also, hopefully, eventually, Brandon will start editing some episodes again as well. <laughs> it's been a little while. Does uh, he not edit? Oh. He he did the first, what, like the first two? He did the first oh, several, okay. and then um, I started picking up the editing. Oh, yeah, because uh, to be fair to him, it got super hectic with his mandatory overtime at Spectrum. Yeah, no, he exactly. had, like, I don't blame you next right, to no fucking free time. He had, like, Sunday, and that was it. And we were like, dude, we don't want you to have to spend your whole Sunday editing, yeah, and that's your only you day off. Yeah, uh, so right yeah. now... We have a backlog, but we don't have an edited backlog. We have a gotcha. backlog of stuff that when that week starts to come up, we uh, we edit that episode for the week. So gotcha. the hope is that we can get ahead on that and we can have some stuff in the pipeline and ready to go out so that the editing work uh, the editing workload gets reduced as well. Gotcha. Because uh, it's a... Uh, you know, whenever I'm at home and I'm trying to edit stuff, I've also got a child that is running around the house. <laughs> and that is only going to get worse in September. Oh, my God. So uh, trying to make things easier, make it to where we're not doing stuff down to the wire yeah. uh, is going to help us improve. And having a huge backlog to draw from definitely helps with that. It's, yeah, it's my feelings about backlogs a little mixed. I don't want to go. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't like the idea of going too far out with a backlog. Because we have instances like when Chiller Filler hit, which wasn't long ago. Yeah. Uh, and w in that Chiller Filler, we're like, hey, episode zero just came out. And oh. we're talking about it like three months. This is like three months after episode yeah. zero's come out. And in that episode, we're like, yay, it just came out. And people are probably listening like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, this yeah. is episode nine. And they're like, How did what the fuck? And we're oh. like, it's nice to also be able to talk since we have another team that we go with. And they record... They they record they haven't had like a massive backlog like mm. from the start we had a massive backlog so they've been able to be in their episodes like mention stuff on our episodes but with us we weren't talking about their episodes because we hadn't heard none of their, by the none time we've done our fifth episode yet. we yeah. hadn't heard a single yeah. one of their episodes gotcha. so that's like the catch of it it's nice to have the backlog there yeah. because you don't have to worry or panic that's it it's a big spec and like I said we we had a uh, almost a whole month where we couldn't get in and record because there kept being scheduling conflicts and we just murdered our backlog took it out back <laughs> but it was nice to be able to rely on that backlog yeah. so yeah it's definitely a mixed bag and trying to find that balance to where we can stay as uh, 
personal as possible because that's another thing with the backlog. I feel like you lose a lot of yeah, that a lot personal, of personal stuff on it. Yeah, where you can't talk about things that are time that are like going on in a specific bit of time and stuff like that. I got you. It's always um, nice to have like the relevant like, hey, this happened. It's yeah, a live. Feel but with it. our format, we are able to get away a little bit with building that backlog because we're presenting cases. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and that's uh, the beauty of our uniqueness of yeah. our podcast <clears throat> is that. <clears throat> When we pitched it, one of the things I said is I've got two kids at home and everything and a full-time job. And I was like, I've always wanted to do podcasts, but I was like, most people want to listen to podcasts that's consistently. I mean, my podcast I listen to have an episode every week. Yeah. That's what I like. Uh, I was like, I don't want to do a twice a month podcast. I was like, I wouldn't listen to that because it's just a bummer. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And I was like, but if we did it with another team, then that would be be great because then I only have to put out two episodes a month. And but we still have a weekly podcast, yeah. So it works out great. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm. It's yeah. It's been fantastic. And it's it. In my opinion, when I go back and listen, because uh, unlike Brandon, I listen to every episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you kind of have to. <laughs> I don't listen. Yeah. Now I listen to. Yeah. Exactly. I listen to our episodes while editing or reviewing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I also get the pleasure of listening to Team Boozers, uh, Team Indiana stuff when it drops, and I get to listen like everybody else who listens. So it becomes another like, podcast yeah. for me to listen to. It's yeah, like, oh, cool I get to, to listen to your own podcast, podcast and yeah. not know what's coming at. Like, yeah, what's exactly. it going to be like? It's nice. That so is cool. it's it's it it also provides some freshness. Um, I really appreciate that they are a very different vibe than what oh, we yeah. are, where we are three assholes, <laughs> uh, mouth vomiting for an hour. <laughs> I uh, like them. They're like they're fun. They give yeah. me. Yeah. They're they very me, personal. Like I, I like that. They give me like eight o'clock at night radio show vibes you know oh absolutely like they oh, give yeah. it's like they're both their voices are like like just real somber so, kind somber of and they're just like hey spoken. guys how's it they're, going they're pretty relaxing yeah like i, I like listening to it. it's a very oh, yeah. different vibe but i, I enjoy both of them. and then like, meanwhile oh, yeah. we're like a fucking circus train on fire on our end if if they were like us if if it would I just pull, be madness yeah <laughs> i don't think i would i don't think i'd be able to <laughs> listen like i don't want to like i'm I like having something toned down. Oh yeah, yeah. no, you go to their episode and you're gonna learn bad. about the slide rock bolter and have a few like few jokes and like enjoy it and just easy listening. Yeah, and you go to us and you're like, oh, the Winchester House, and then all of a sudden it's like anal tuberculosis, people <laughs> the scenes, and you're like, what the fuck is happening? I ain't gonna lie, I was listening to that one while I was at work, and I'm I'm a crane operator, so I sit in a heavy piece of equipment all day, and most of the time it's waiting to pick up one thing and then set it back down. So I'm listening to that. And as you guys are making that joke, I'm freaking pissing myself in the crane <laughs> laughing. And you know, I thought he was about to be like, and then I heard a cough, and it didn't come from my mouth. <laughs> and I immediately called the doctor, as yeah. you should. And everybody's, you know, that's working on the ground in front of me are looking up, and they're like, "Why are you? What the fuck are you laughing at? What is so goddamn funny?" And I'm just like, I can't even explain to them because they can't hear me, but they can just see it on my face as I'm laughing. And so my crew <clears throat> thinks I'm like. I don't know, man. He's local. The amount of people that are laughing at probably one of the scariest diseases <laughs> ever, just because what it is. But like the story behind that is like I knew about this because there was that story. There is that guy. I'm trying to remember his name, but he was co- he was covered. The story was covered by Salmonella, mm-hmm. and it's about this this dude that was had a never stopping appetite. And like it, he's it's something we're gonna co- we have to cover at some point because he was in his own way a cryptid. Like the dude was a solid freak show. Like they literally could take a flashlight and he opened his mouth and they could see into his fucking stomach. And like this oh, dude, wow. this dude could eat 
anything. I'm trying to remember his name, but it is it is gnarly. And <laughs> like to where this dude, they kicked him out of the army. Like this was way back in the day mm-hmm. because he would not stop eating and they would find him eating garbage and everything else because it was, un, he, he, he couldn't stop his hunger. Yeah. yeah. It just To where they used him, they're like, this guy's fucking, this guy's bizarre shit and can digest anything. So what we're going to do is we're going to try to use him as a spy. We're going to make him swallow this little wooden box with a note in it and we're going to send him across the enemy lines and he's going to go out there, he's going to pass it and he's going to give it to the person. <laughs> and he got caught and they kept him until he passed it. And then they were going to keep him as a prisoner of war. But they got rid of him. They faked his own death and got rid of him because they could not keep feeding his ass. <laughs> I'm dead serious. And at one point, it is almost certain he ate a baby. Oh they had God. him in a hospital studying him. And he, he got so hungry, war. they found oh him God. eating, like drinking blood out of fucking drain buckets. Oh, no. And a baby went missing. Oh and they were like, yo, God. dude. That's terrifying. Did you did you eat this baby? Unconfirmed. And it, <laughs> all of this stuff happened to this dude, and like nothing, none of it killed him. All this weird uh-huh. shit he ate, all this didn't kill him. The hungry man. He died of anal tuberculosis. Oh my god. That's what took my man out. I think that's karmic justice at work. Oh yeah, no, but that's like, what took dude, him out. Dude, you ate a baby. You're getting <laughs> anal TB. And one of the few one of the few things in life that Brandon takes pride of is fucking calling me out and always being like, You're dumb, you're wrong. And we were in Discord one night and I mentioned anal tuberculosis. And she's like, Oh, you're fucking stupid, it's not real. I was like, Google it. Sit down right now and Google it. And you just hear Brandon typing away, and Brandon goes, Son of a bitch. <laughs> He's like, it's real. And I was like, hell yeah, it's real. Yeah, that's, uh, that's horrifying. Well, we definitely got to yeah. cover him. I got to look up his name, but he, he was a real dude. He was, it was, oof. Yeah. You know, he kind of sounds like an SCP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he is. Very well, could have yeah. been. He I just, can just went, see the, like the containment procedures. It's like, must eat like this he amount just went of food. All over the world. Day. People kept pushing him off onto other people, being like, no, you your him. problem. You're like, we were interested with him at first, but now he's eating babies and so trash. Was he not like all there mentally either? Or no, he was he by was all means coherent. he was coherent. Yeah. He was a soldier. So everything. what would drive you to eat a baby? He could His he, appetite, he literally like, was like he hungry. could not stop eating. And there was something wrong with them because like the way his organs and everything were in there was not right. Like I said, they could literally open his mouth and shine a light down there yeah. and see, and see straight down. And like, that's not how that's supposed to work. <laughs> Jesus. And he was just like, like I said, just eating gnarly stuff and just anything no, and everything. He, he eating like creatures with bones in them and just crushing them up in his mouth and swallowing it and having no digestive issues until, you know, anal tuberculosis. But uh-huh. anal tuberculosis is called, caused by stuff like that. So it was just like his body was like, nah, dude, we're done. Tapping out. <laughs> <laughs> You've done enough damage. You, yeah. you eat a baby, you get anal to be tuberculosis. It, yeah, that's, it. that's just cosmetic or cosmetic comic. Cosmic, cosmic karma. Cosmic karma. Cosmetic karma. Cosmetic karma. Yeah, but it was it was gnarly. But it's a so thing. That's when the universe. And here gives we are you a talking facial. about <laughs> anal tuberculosis for the thirteenth time. This is. It's going to be an on running joke. In the, <laughs> you can feel it. Well, the amount of people I've had like at people I didn't know that listen to podcasts or don't know. Like my sister has a friend, and my sister was talking about the phone. Her friend in the background was like, "Ask him how Bose's anal tuberculosis is going." I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> listen, listen. If anything, we are single handedly raising awareness of anal tuberculosis. Maybe yeah, there's going to be a lot of people that had no idea that that was a real yeah. thing, and now they know. Public service. Yeah, no I'm kidding. 
God bless you. Trying to find this damn dude. <laughs> On your mission. Doing the Lord's work. <laughs> Doing the Lord's work. Trying to, to, Tarari. His name was Tarari. Tarari. T-A-R-A-R-R-E. If you ever have free time, just check that out. We'll do an episode on him. I'll do an episode yeah, on him. You yeah, you have to. Now, I gotta hear show. the whole thing. Yeah, no, it's gnarly. It's almost as fascinating as uh, Leon Theremin's story, how he was a spy for, was it, the, the Russians? Did he eat a baby? Oh, yeah. No, he didn't eat a baby. No. It was nothing that cool, but, but he, he was did. still a badass. Nothing as cool as eating yeah. a baby. He did eventually create the instrument known as the theremin. Yeah. We were just talking about the theremin on the way here. Oh, really? Yeah, because we listened to the song from Scrubs. Uh-huh. And the theremin's in that song, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. "This is the same instrument they use in Star Trek." Like, and just we- that. Yeah, I never knew yeah. that. That's what it was. I mean, yeah. but it, I mean, I hear yeah. it now. Can you imagine being oh. like professional theremin player, and you're just waiting for like somebody to call you to be on something? And like, seldom I imagine it happens unless it's like sci-fi or something. Yeah. But like, go watch a video of a professional. Theremin oh no, it's gnarly. It's Those things are crazy looking. Uh, you essentially have to learn a form of sign language mm-hmm. uh, to play that thing correctly. We actually have one here, by the way. It's a good spooky instrument. It is. It awesome. Is. I actually recreated a theremin sound on a guitar once well, that's using cool. a Digitech whammy pedal, an Ebo, and like the tone knob on my guitar. It sounds pretty cool. Jeremy's oh, going to like hearing about that. Jeremy plays guitar and loves all that shit. Yeah. Fucking cool. That's dope. Uh, well, we're going to dive into spooky here, but I have a few few questions with you for you, Felipe, yeah, since you're, you're new here and everything. Far away. Uh, how are you with, like, do you dig spooky movies, horror movies, all that shit? Oh, yeah. Do you have you got like a top top three? Top three. I'm not putting uh, you on the spot, but on the spot, I think um, my current it has changed quite a bit uh, since I've rewatched some of them. I guess third would be uh, Cabin Fever. I recently watched that one this I past week. I love that movie. Uh, like as a gnarly movie. Rewatching that movie, it's like because I watched it when I was like oh my god, like 13. Yeah. And <clears throat> I watched it again, like I said, this past week, and it just, the way that carries, that movie carries into today is just like, God, dude, just the rawness of it. I mean, not to mention like the tons of blood and stuff there for the gore effect, but just like the psychological impact that it has on you, like, oh my God, dude. Yeah, it's a <laughs> That's definitely um, something you need to check out if you haven't ever seen it, man. Yeah. No, I haven't. I Cabin oh, Fever. We oh. had to watch it. It's, the, right. it's one of my Was it original favorites. 2002? I think is when it came out, 2002 uh-huh. version, because they've made like two or three renditions of it. Yeah. And of whatever. Those shit. Those are shit. The first one's the best by Eli Roth. Uh, the second one had to be Jeepers Creepers, because that's the one that gave me the most nightmares when I was a child. Yeah, I feel that. I when I was <laughs> when I was a little kid, uh, I walked into a room and it started with seeing the people in the car being chased oh, by God, his scary dude. ass truck. Dude. And that movie fucked me up. That is the, the scene in that movie that gets me the most. And it, it, it affects me to this, to this day. Like, if there's a long, dark hallway and, like, anything's on the wall, dude, I'm like, oh, just don't let that fucking thing. Where he crawls down the hallway oh, yeah. on the <laughs> side of the wall. It's like, Jesus, it's on the side of the wall. That movie franchise, like, I'm going to remove, like, the whole, I think it's the director that had all the issues oh, yeah, and everything. Yeah. The, remove oh, that from it. Yeah. Yeah. That movie franchise is so bizarre all on its own, though, because each movie is drastically different. It is. Because you got the first one where you don't really get a whole lot of close-up on him and stuff. Mm, He's kind of like the fucking Oogie Man and everything. And then you got the second movie where he's in your face. 
all the time. He and is it's terrifying. I love the second one. Yeah, a lot of people don't, good. but I did. I liked it. You got those kids trapped out in a bus in the middle yeah, of the road. And that's, He's was picking it, them off one at a time. The second one's actually a prequel to the first one. Yeah. Yes. That's right. I remember that. Uh, I think, right? No, yeah. no, 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 no. It was no. a sequel. No, it was it was like huh? it was it, it was well, it's a, a sequel little, to it. It was after because you remember you the chick gets premonitions with homeboy yeah. with his eyes gone. Oh, yeah. She, yes, yeah, yes, she yes. sees one of the characters from the first film. Yes. And then, so like that one he's like up in your face and it's like it's gone from like horror to s- s- hardcore like, sci-fi yeah, horror. Yeah. Like uh, suspense. And like, then <laughs> the third movie that not a lot of people have seen Go in the second movie, you don't really see his truck. You get like a whole new vibe on his truck, yeah. too. And in the third movie, it's like the truck's like the fucking main character. <laughs> yeah. You got people thrown in the back of it. The whole truck's fucking booby trapped like a son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it really focuses on the truck. Like each movie is a completely different genre of movie. I know, yeah. Oh, man. It's fucking bizarre. But I don't know. It's a great yeah. solid pick. Solid pick. And so, yeah, Jeepers Creepers is number two in my. Th- Number one would have to be it's. Uh, I recently watched it. It's called The Sadness. Uh, I've seen. Uh, yeah, I've, I've seen, seen trailers for it, the but I've not for watched it. Watch the movie. It's. Uh, I think it's in Japanese or Cantonese or. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's another, a foreign language. New yeah. zombie, but it, yeah, but it's a type of zombie movie. But it's so freaking they, intense, dude. They push the the limit on like depravity. Oh, Ooh, Korean and like Japanese zombie yeah. movies have been fucking killing it for like the past like seven years. Yeah, I will say that like I didn't like I thought you know like Dawn of the Dead and stuff like that was like good here, but like when they make shit overseas in Asia, like they have a whole new level of oh, yeah. like oh American Cor- zombies versus their zombies. Oh uh, yeah, like night that, and day. Their shit wins every time. Korean television in general is phenomenal. I haven't watched too much myself. I've watched the obvious ones. I've watched uh, Parasite. I've watched yeah, it's Parasite. Yeah, Parasite. Mm-hmm. Parasite. I've watched uh, the that series that blew up on Netflix, uh, Squid Game. Oh, Squid Games. Yes, yeah, I've watched Squid Game. Um, I've also my wife was she was on a huge Korean TV kick long before Parasite even came out, and she was watching a bunch of dramas. She was watching a bunch of s- Korean sitcoms. And those damn, movies, she went deep like sitcoms. <laughs> yeah, like those. Well, I mean, they had some stuff on some of the streaming services, yeah. and the stuff that I did catch was, and the writing was incredibly good. She watched mm-hmm. one show. It was like a, it was like a Korean journey to the West or something like that. Interesting. If I if I recall, or it might have been like a Korean fairy tale. It had a, a lot of these characters that we've heard about in like the Americanized versions of these characters yeah. retelling of old Japanese stories, but it was telling it in Korean. Oh, okay, so more traditional. It, yeah, and it was uh, it was really cool. I only got to see a little bit of it, uh, but what I watched, I've always wanted to go back and rewatch. I think it was a series, or it was I can't remember if it was a series or a film, but I wanted to go back and rewatch that because it looked really cool. It's cool seeing other cultures pick up the ball and like run with it nowadays mm-hmm. because like you're starting to get with these streaming services, you're starting to get to see Korean horror movies and all this. And it's like at the time where like the United States is hardcore dropping the ball because I can't remember the last great horror Not a movie that came out movie in theaters. Yeah, they went but, to theaters that came besides out. Besides like uh, I forget his. Jordan Peele? Is that his name? Yeah. Oh, well, no. He's like, killing yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, that dude's it. a thing yeah. all on his own. I can't wait. We're going to go so see Nope. nope. We're yeah. going to go see Nope together. We are sure. looking forward to see Nope. I've heard great things about the Black Phone that yeah. just came out recently. 
Uh, that's not Jordan Peele, of course. So that's somebody else. But I've heard really good things about mm-hmm. that film. I'm not going to go watch it in theaters because I don't go see very many movies in theaters. But uh, when it comes out on it's a streaming service, I'll definitely but, yeah. give it yeah, a watch. Yeah, definitely. Oh, no, nope, we have to go see in theaters because, yeah, nope. like, one when was the last time an Alien movie, movie came out? Has been yeah. in theaters. Besides Cowboys yeah. and Aliens, yeah. <laughs> good, uh, and it's like a horror one. Oh yeah, I got you. Got to be there for yeah. that. That shit looks fucking great. Them just that scene in that trailer with them staring up there and like. That cloud ain't moved in two days, and the, the, and the, his sister's just like, nope. <laughs> just yeah. every, Everybody's nope in that. Especially <laughs> directed by Jordan Peele, every film that he's put out like, has been just, successful, like phenomenally successful. Yeah, you have no idea what you're looking, what's going to be going into it. Exactly, and it's and that's that's a big thing too. I love when somebody makes a trailer that builds your interest in it, but doesn't give away the film. Exactly, which I think is a big problem nowadays. Absolutely, they like so I many, cannot like, stand watching trailers nowadays. Yeah, it's like they give away half the movie, and the trailer is like, well, there's all the context behind it and substance just out the window. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for teasing that surprise character in the trailer. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, that movie, uh, yeah, the sadness. I think you can only stream that on Shutter right now. Yeah, I've been. Yeah, okay. I'm not trying to do yeah, a plug well, for Shutter. Well, but, no, we yeah. have Shutter. Uh, mainly we have Shutter because that's where Dra- uh, Dragula got put, and I fucking love me some Dragula. <laughs> there is a movie I want to watch. It's an old movie, uh, but it's called The Laughing Man. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Eraserhead. I'm like, ooh, no, ooh, no, no, no. <laughs> that's an gnarly one. Yeah, uh, actually, it's we, safe bet la- if it's old horror. Matt has probably not seen it. We're yeah. trying to get him there. But- I have seen Eraserhead, but I had to watch that as part of my sound design. Yeah, uh, this, studies. That, that's the only that's the only reason I really watched that movie because someone had mentioned. I think it was, I don't want to say his name on here, but yeah, <laughs> uh, he had mentioned it, and I went back and watched. it. I'm like, this is intense as fuck. Yeah, he'll be on here eventually. Oh, he's okay. already agreed. He's got some. He's got more stories than I thought he would have had. Really, I this Bigfoot to, guy? Yeah, yeah. I I've asked been, him to come on for to eventually tell his Bigfoot story. Oh God, I love apparently that. Apparently, he has more. What? Yeah. He was holding back. So you he have was sh- holding you back. have Shutter? Yes. Have you seen Mayhem? No. Oh, it's got the dude that played uh it's got the dude that played Glenn in uh Walking Dead. Oh as the oh, main okay. star. Yeah. And that was remember that movie? Yeah, no, and that's it's got the, movie the chick I mean, you watch. from uh the chick from remember the horror movie Babysitter that was on Netflix? Yeah. It's got her in it. Oh okay. and it's about there is a disease that hit this it's a disease that basically just fills you with unbridled psychotic rage you're still coherent but you're just like you have no disregard for other people's safety your own and all that and there was a famous case in that world where a guy basically murdered almost all of his employees but he didn't do any jail time because it's like it's not his fault Uh, the disease happened with the disease and there this it goes to the office building of the people that did that uh case that helped that guy get off and everything and this, the guy that played Glenn is having a shit day. Somebody keeps taking his fucking mug, uh, and he gets fired as soon as he's on his way out when that disease hits that building. Oh. And it's a fucking, it's like a oh, fucking man. pub crawl, fucking mayhem, psychotic movie where he starts at like the bottom level. Yeah. And, and he's like, I'm coming for him. I'm coming for the high ups. He's, I'm coming <laughs> for the bitch that keeps taking my mug. And then there's the chick from uh, Babysitter. She's yeah. a, uh, her, her, the company kind of screwed her. Like, she didn't work for him, but like, yeah. they're like lawyers and shit. And now they, long story short, they fucked her some way. So she's mm. with him. Oh, wow. And, and so he's just, just making, he's just making his way up there. And at one point, he gets on the intercom and he just gives this fucking gnarly speech where he's like, <laughs> I'm coming for you. He's like, 
He's like, I just want to feel bones break. I want to fuck. I want to scream. And he's like, yeah. and I'm coming for all you motherfuckers. <laughs> and it's like, he's taking like staplers, whatever he can get his hands on. It's just. And taking everybody out. It's a fantastic Ooh. fucking movie. That's they bad. both kill it in it too. Because that chick is an amazing actress. And yeah. that dude doesn't, that dude needs more work because he fucking kills it and everything he's yeah. in too. I think he's in Nope. I think I saw him in the trailer for it. Oh, fantastic. But yeah, yeah he's so. fucking, it's gnarly. Yeah. It's, Shutter's a good one. Uh, that's kind of, well, it's not a lot of people are going to have Shudder. Like, there's some really good shit to hit Shudder, and then there's, it's, like, E-list horror miss. movies. You have to be really into horror. Yeah. Well, there's, there's a really good documentary lot, series on there, there's too. There's also a lot of movies that are kind of meh. Like, it's okay if I take people. Very hit or miss. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. But there was really good, there's really good documentary series on there. There's one that, it kind of threw me off. There was one that was like, we're going to walk you through all the iconic horror people. Uh, and it was like an episode on Jason Voorhees, an episode on Freddy Krueger, an episode on this and that. And like they picked some, there was some weird fucking choices in there. Yeah, there was some people that seemed kind of random. Like there's characters that got left out, like Leatherface wasn't discussed, right? But they discussed Candyman, like the OG Candyman. And I'm not shitting on that movie. Okay, but like to leave out Leatherface, to, yeah. like you yeah. you take a character like all these other characters are multi tier franchises fucking massive movie counts and it's just like you're gonna talk about Candyman, but you're not gonna talk about leatherface there was another one there's yeah, one more I'm character trying. that they did that was just like but why well wasn't it specific to slashers or was that kind I'm of try, sort I'm of remember if that was because well, because one chucky's of that, in there too and chucky is a slasher but chucky's didn't really fit with what they were going for it, but I'm not sure if that's that was a fly the, the slasher but one. Yeah, it was a great series. It's just like their choice was a little and I'm thinking the fact that, that new Candyman remake had just hit uh-huh. kind of made them lean into it. But it still it was weird to see like huge horror characters, especially in the fl- in the slasher franchise, get pushed out for something like Candyman. Yeah, yeah. Because well, like I said, Mike like you got you got Leatherface. I mean, that is that is horror icon. And like I said, I'm not shitting on Candyman. Great movie. Yeah. But it's like when you're like you're like, okay, we're covering Jason Voorhees. We're covering Freddy Krueger. We're covering uh, Hellraiser, which, pff, no offense. Yeah. If you like Hellraiser, well, no, I think I'm if, not for if it. If you're rating, like, in my opinion, a tier slasher, it's going to be Leatherface. It's going to be Michael Myers. It's going to be Jason Voorhees. And it's going to be Freddy Krueger. You, like, we'll sit, we can sit here with a hundred different guests and ask them their favorite horror movies. I seriously doubt anybody is coming at you with Candyman. Like, it just, it's, um, it was, it's a good movie. It just doesn't. Yeah. Stay in the front it, part of your brain. It's just that, like it's there. That movie was scary when I was like, I don't know, like ten. Yeah, and like I heard like the urban legend and the scary story, and then it was scary. Then it's like Bloody Mary, in my yeah. opinion. Sorry just, to any, you know, it's never Candyman done anything fans. for me. I would have fucking, I would have put Leprechaun on that fucking show before I would have put Candyman on that <laughs> show. I mean, that, but that's just me. Uh, and then I think that's also the channel where they had the uh, the cursed movies cursed films, yeah. is on there too where they have a series that talks about all these different films that oh, were considered cursed like I've the omen yeah. uh the poltergeist series all these films that were plagued with like horrible shit happening while they were going. yeah but yeah check out shutter uh you've heard me say over and over again the discovery plus is where it's at if you like your cryptid shows and your haunting shows and everything and then shutter is where you go for e frame horror movies all the way up to some good ones and, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh what's his face uh frodo 
is oh, on there yeah. a lot too. Because isn't oh, he like yeah. one of the co-founders or something? Elijah Wood, you mean? Elijah he's Wood. a fucking huge horror buff. Yeah, he dude. is. Massive. And he's or, actually like really good <laughs> in like other them. movies that aren't yeah. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, he's done He's done some funky-ass horror movies. Yeah, there's one movie. There's, what was what's the one he did? Um, not me. I didn't. Uh, I don't know. There's one that I have been wanting to show you, but you're gonna have a hard time with it. But that's always a good one. Then it's like yeah. it's, it pushes the envelope. Like, There's certain yeah. type of horror that it just doesn't isn't my it's vibe. I think it's called Maniac. Like I'm not a big like she loves the Saw franchise. Mm-hmm. I that was not uh, my well, that was not I, my I, my wife loves I the have Saw franchise a very too. soft spot for gore and torture porn because I mean I mean I do special effects. So like not yeah. professionally, but I, I do it. So like I've I've just always been in. Yeah, that, that was like, oh the creative the, the art style. Yeah, that era that. of horror was like my Great Depression. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I was like I love horror, but I love a certain yeah. kind of horror. And then it was like you didn't like the it Evil was Dead. Like, it was like I love Evil Dead. Okay, because I'm like that was full of like oh the new Evil Dead was fucking gnarly. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit! I was in the movie theaters fucking covering my eyes when that chick goes to lick the fucking razor. And I know. Everything. I was like oh, but like that oh. that era where it was like saw. And hostile and all this shit, and I was just like, I was just like, that was not for me. Yeah, <laughs> it's just not for me. It's scary. Don't get me wrong, but it's not my kind yeah. of horror. My, uh, me neither. My first I did time, watch most of the saws with her. No, my, we only my, watched the first two. My well, first time watched. watching Saw, it just turned into a very disappointing double feature for me. First off, yeah. good. <laughs> where the first film we watched was Norbit. And then the second film we watched was Saw. <laughs> well, one of those oh, movies is definitely fucking not, scarier than yeah. uh, Norbit. Norbit is also not my fucking lay of fucking horror. I, don't I did not get to pick the films. Yeah. Well, we watched the new, uh, what is it, Spiral, Spiral a yeah. Saw story, oh, yeah. the one with... Uh, Chris Rock in it. Chris Rock and yeah. uh, Samuel... L. Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. Okay. He's in it too. He plays Chris Rock's dad in that movie. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. This is pre-slap too. So. Oh, okay. But it was, that was actually good. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was like Saw light. I mean, it's just somebody doing Saw type stuff, but not being Saw. They're like, it's Spiral, a Saw story. Yeah. 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 Um, and then they, I didn't see that Jigsaw one they did before that and everything. But we're, we're getting into movies and everything. We are here. Yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. supposed to be a chiller film. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're, uh, we're here to talk to, uh, well, we got to get his vibes and everything. No, uh, I disagree. I was uh, also like, any. Do you have a favorite like horror movie tie-in song? Uh, horror movie tie-in song. Like we we talked about this on our last chiller filler. Like mine would be uh, Dream Warriors by Dawkins. Like back when horror movies like leaned heavily on oh, like a music soundtrack. and everything. Oh, okay, I got. We you. talked uh, about how uh, uh, Maximum Overdrive was that whole ACDC city. Be yeah. like, uh, who made who? Oh, okay, I got you. Um. Fortunately, no. I know, like, there's some uh, horror movies that I like that have like an awesome soundtrack from a variety of artists, but nothing real major. Um, anything that played Deftones, I was into. Just Sounds. like the change in the House of Flies, that real sludge like sound. Then they played that in the background at any scene. I'm like, oh, this is so intense. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah music and sound can make and break a horror movie. Oh, yeah. We were talking about the other day the sound. That the tripods made in War of the Worlds oh, still this day fucking haunts me. Yeah, in my that's soul. one that of the greatest. And you're just like, oh fuck. I would argue sound is probably the most important element uh, of oh, a horror yeah. film. I would agree. 
because you yeah. can easily you you make you pick the wrong song, you make something that's supposed to be terrifying comedic. Exactly. It's, yeah. Like killer clowns from outer space. Yes. <laughs> yeah. but no, that still was dope too. That. Oh, that that film was probably what fucked me up the most as a kid. I know that's why I got you the pop figure. <laughs> yeah, like I it's... fucking love that movie. Those little like just the, them sitting on the side of the road and people like seeing those clowns out there and they're just on Main Street and the clowns like waving to somebody's got that hammer behind his back. Yeah, and they're fucking putting people in cotton candy and sucking the blood out of them like yeah, shitty Capri like... Sun. <laughs> well, that's it. Like now, as an adult, that film is hilarious to me, yeah. and I love it because it's so. Well, to be stupid. fair, it's like it's stupid, but like if that shit happened in your hometown, oh, it's like you don't that's know fucking scary. <laughs> yeah, giant deformed space clowns that are just, just like I said, slurping you up like you're a fucking gogurt, and just like. <laughs> Oh, that's gnarly. But I digress. We're here to hear Felipe's story. Not wait, talk wait, about- wait. Okay. One more thing. I just remembered the movie I was thinking about. It was called Creep. Creep. It's, I okay. was saying Maniac for some reason. I think that was a Netflix show that's unrelated. I just had to get that out. I was talking about it's with, with the Elijah Wood. And he's the he's the bad guy in that, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Elijah Wood just looks like he could play a really he good creepy he, it is, fuck. It's, it y'all is. haven't seen it. It's a pretty good. It's not a horror movie. It's more like a thriller, suspense, horror-ish. It's... It's good, but you're going to have a hard time with it. <laughs> Fair enough. There's a movie like that I've been meaning to watch that stars uh, Matt Smith that I've heard about. Or no, I'm sorry, David Tennant, not da- Matt Smith. No, David Tennant, if it's a horror movie I'm thinking about where like his dad raised horses and stuff, it is like a psychological thriller horror, and fucking David Tennant can play a mean, creepy fuck, which everybody's learned from Jessica Jones. Oh, oh yeah. But in that movie, it's like that, but no, he doesn't have magical mind fucky powers, but good God, he's a fucking nightmare in that movie. Well, even talking about Jessica Jones, like, the thing that, like, bothered me the most in that show that he did was making the kids go in the closet. It's like, those kids are going to fucking die in there. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, he was scary shit in there. And I have a, I have a soft spot. I've always had a soft spot when it comes to kids and bad things happening to kids. Yeah, those are always the hardest to watch. And yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, opposite. Like, I'm always bitching that they never, the kids never get gotten horror movies yeah. for the most part. I'm always like, how oh, the fucking kid never gets done in. And then when they do, though, you're like, oh, and I'm God. like, oh, look at them, they killed the kid. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> like, what well, a maniac. Even a horror movie thing is, it's not that necessary. It's, it really comes down to adults doing shitty thing, to, shitty things to kids. Yeah, uh, a movie. Uh, this isn't a horror movie, but this one really, uh, this one made me cry. Uh, I think the movie's called Brother. I thought you were, you started, you're like, this is a movie that's made me cry. And you started to say a B and I thought you're about to be like bridge to Terapithia. <laughs> I'm like, and I, this, I know this is not chiller filler and we're going to get off the movie subject in here, but I just want to tell everybody out there, fuck the bridge to Terabithia with their bullshit kangaroo jackass advertising where they're like, it's going to be a movie kind of like Narnia. And then you get in theaters and yeah, it's but- not like Narnia. There's no real mythicism to it. And they fucking snuffed the little girl. I never saw that. But even it's again, it's not, it's not that that bothers me. Kids dying because they did something stupid or <laughs> like, that's like killed by a creature. Kid. Yeah. That that's not what bothers me. It's when kids are suffering through things they can't control. Yeah. Fair enough. That's what bothers me. Like like uh like I said, I think the movie's called Brother. It's about a uh a guy who goes he's has a really he gets really traumatic uh issues due to the military. And when he comes back, he lashes out at his family when he's at home and stuff. Oh, brothers with uh, yeah, brothers. Tobey Maguire? Yeah. Oh, God. That's no, a good movie. Fuck that, that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Don't that, go watch that. No, an, watch it. <laughs> watch yeah. it. As a young, ad- a young adult. As an adult, uh, in mid-20s yeah, young when adult, I watched it, it fucked me up. It, it made me cry. Uh, things like that. 
is what, uh, like I said, that scene from Jessica Jones where he tells the kids to go into the closet and not come out. And you know, those kids are just going to be in there till they die. Things like that. Mm. Break me. Yeah. <laughs> like, break That's me why we got to exactly. sit down and finish Hill House because fuck, you're just missing so much. It's such a good show. Look, I'm, I'm, I want to finish Hill House. When Brandon gets a car, we can finish Hill House. <laughs> but let's let's go. Let's we're gonna hand it over to Felipe. He's got some stories to tell us. Yeah, we'll um, get off the movie thing here. Uh-huh. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, which one do you guys want to hear about first? Like I said, man, I have two of them. It's like Goosebumps, choose your own adventure type shit, man. You pick the path we're going down. Okay, I'm here to listen and judge you and judge me. Well, yeah, well, that's kind to, of our whole thing. Well, well feel free to judge me. <laughs> we uh, will be chirping. Okay, that's fine. Um, so I'm gonna take everybody back to 1970 in Natchez, Mississippi. Uh, this is actually a story that happened to my mom and my grandmother while they were driving the Natchez Trace Parkway in 1970. <clears throat> my mom and her parents, or my mom and her mom, my mom and her mother, with her best friend. And, you know, her mom and dad were traveling to Nature's Trace up to Mississippi, through Mississippi, and into Alabama, on their way to Alabama. And just to give you a brief info on the Nature's Trace, it's 444 miles long. This will come into play later in the story. But it's essentially just 440 more miles long of a trek, a road that runs straight through Mississippi, Alabama, and into Tennessee. Or three uh, pretty dicey uh, states in the 1970s. Say, I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I've I've driven that. Yeah, that road. I mean, hopefully not late at night, but uh, <laughs> but it was it was it was more commonly used by uh, Native Americans, European settlers, slave traders, and soldiers. Uh, you know, way back when, and I don't know if it has any relevance, but the the tribe that used it were the Cane Tucks. That was the name of the tribe. And they were mainly like goods traders and good stuff, but they would have these boats that they would take down the Mississippi River <clears throat> and, you know, to trade goods for stuff like that. So it was a well-traveled path, and in the 1970s, it was still pretty rural. If you look on the website today, they've modernized it. There's all kinds of camping and shit out there, which I don't recommend because this story terrified me when I was a kid. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, they make it look beautiful on the website, but I guarantee at midnight, as this story takes place, it is not so pretty. Uh, but anyways, they were driving on the Nature Strait Parkway uh, a little after midnight, <clears throat> and they were coming around a, a turn on one of the roads in Natchez, Mississippi. This is like at the very beginning of this trail. Um, as they're coming around this corner... They see off to the side of the road uh, what appears to be a young man, and it's very distinctly like human-looking, crouched on the side of the road. And as they're making this turn, he leaps out at their van. They're in a a van and leaps on the hood of their car, and my mom sitting in the backseat gets a good view of the guy. She specifically said he had claws, like very distinct long nails and claws. Um... He had uh, fangs, like long teeth that actually protruded from his mouth, and his skin was gray, like grayish in color. Um, so he attacks the car. Uh, the guy driving the the van, his name, 
my mom calls him Uncle George. Not to throw you off, but oh, like that touches on a, a fear of mine is especially in this area and like when I was working out in Chicago and stuff. Is it hitting somebody with your car? No, with it's witnesses? The, it, no, it's the fear of fucking crazy ass homeless people just jumping out and out. onto the car. <laughs> yeah, because like they get like they will be like out there like twitching or like I, I mean right down in MLK and everything in Beaumont. There'll be people sitting there fucking yelling at the sky and fucking. I, there's one guy that was running around holding a shoe the other day. Oh, no, <laughs> lost just, his mind. And there's yeah. sometimes they look like they're contemplating it, or they start to jut out towards you, and you're like, "This, this is gonna be the day I kill a homeless person because they fucking throw themselves on my car." Yeah. <laughs> Anytime somebody is standing right by the road, I have a fear that they're trying to commit insurance fraud. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, That's I'm scared I'm going to kill somebody. Matt's <clears throat> like, I'm scared somebody's coming for my insurance. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. this was certainly not the case. Uh, so this guy attacks their car. Uh, the guy driving his name's Uncle George. That's what my mom called him. Uh, hits the guy, and the guy bounces off the hood of the car, rolls off in the ditch. Well, they immediately slam on their brakes, and you know they're fr- everyone's freaked out in the van, like, "Oh my God, did you see that? He just jumped, jumped at the car." It's like, "Yeah, he didn't look normal. Like, what, what is wrong?" And crack, yeah, <laughs> I know, like crack. I don't know if it was an epidemic back then in the 1970s. I'm sure it was, but I don't know how bad it was in Mississippi. <laughs> I'll tell you what, 1970s, a rural ass road in the middle of Mississippi. I hit something that looks like a scary wild person. I'm going. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not, not stopping. Yeah. <laughs> well, these, these, these are good, God-fearing people. I uh, will say that me. about I'm not good God-fearing mom, people. I will leave his ass in the road. <laughs> my mom, my grandmother, and, you know, these people, you know, they're very Christianly people. I'm not uh, getting so they're like, mind. oh, my God, we have to make sure he's okay. Um, so they pull over the side of the road, and they can hear him, like, moaning, obviously, because he's in pain. Um but while they're parked there on the road, they hear whenever he moans, something out on the field on where he jumped out from is moaning back. It's almost oh. like they're communicating with each other. Oh. Shit. Yeah, see, no. God-fearing people are not. At that point, you get your ass back in the car. He's fine. He's communicating with his people. They'll come get his ass. Yeah, you're about to get gang-ganged on. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not See, getting- in today's standards, yeah, we... We think that, you know, back then, they're just like, oh, no. God, we've never hit anybody with Fuck our car. Fuck that. I'm not getting jumped <laughs> well, by I fucking... Hope, I hope they're not like, oh, we hit somebody with our car. No, put drive it No, <laughs> I'm not getting jumped by board. fucking <laughs> Mowgli from the fucking Jungle Book and his fucking homies. That's not happening. Well, if this wasn't in the 70s, you could just get back in your car and call somebody. Yeah. But then... I know. It's in the 70s. Uh, All the more reason that you could just get up and fucking go. Yeah, yeah you know yeah, how easy you... it is to get away with hitting somebody with your car in the 70s? Yeah, he's not <laughs> snapping a picture of your life. License plate. He's not calling anybody. He's not Instagramming it or anything. Uh, yeah. He's just gonna lay there and, like I said, his fucking jungle his homies plays, will get him. His fucking weird backwoods homies are gonna come get him. <laughs> It'll be fine. They'll make him a splint out of some bark. He'll be as good as new. Yeah. Yeah. Even if a cop shows up, you're like, somebody hit me with a car. Oh, really? That's the thing. That sucks. <laughs> it's a personal problem. The cops do get involved. I think you need to track them down. Yeah. What do you want us to do? It's the seventies. <laughs> That's like the motto of the 70s. He's yeah. <laughs> like, you can totally get away with that shit. Hit run is not, it's not going to hold up in rural Mississippi. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so they stop, and Uncle George, I'm just going to refer to him as George, wants to get out and check on the young man. But, you know, my grandmother and his wife, we'll call his wife Miss Bessie, or Bessie. 
says, no, no, don't get out of the car. There's a house just right up right up the hill, right up the road. I like all Bessie, the lights, she's smart. All the lights are on. <laughs> all the lights are on in this house. We're like, well, they're awake. And it's 12, it's right after 12 o'clock at night. And you figure people will be asleep. But no, this house has all of its lights on. So they drive up to the house. Um, they knock on the door. And um, this man answers it. Let me get to my place, yeah. So a man answers the door. and He says, you know, we need your help. We hit somebody on the road down there, and, you know, he sounds like he's in pain, and still, this whole time, they drove up to this house, this guy's still on the side of the road moaning, like, and the thing in the field is moaning right back at him, and so they're like, it's weird, I think there's somebody, you know, down there, you know, there's two people down there, but there's only one guy that jumped out and got hit. Well, the people immediately freak out and say, get in the house. Get in the house right now. What are you doing outside right now? There's a reason that they have every light on in the fucking house at 12 o'clock at night. Exactly. Get in the house. And so uh, they get in the house and they're, you know, they borrow the phone. They call the cops. So it's all, yeah, we'll be there in roughly 30 minutes, however long it takes, you know, Mississippi cops to do their job. Well, while they're in the house, um, they're talking, you know, the grown-ups are talking, and they're just trying to explaining what happened, and um, the family says, we don't know what would possess you to be out this late at night on this road, especially this stretch of road, but it is not safe at all. Like, no one ever travels this road at night. You're very lucky, and it's a very good chance that he was waiting for you to get out of that car because whatever's in that field over there was waiting for you to get out of that car. Exactly. Stay in the fucking car and just So these go. people, they live in this area, so they know what the deal is. Well, um, like I said, 30 minutes later, or, you know, on amount of time, my mom couldn't really, really remember the exact amount of time, but she does remember the last time she woke up and the cops got there. About 2 a.m., so roughly an hour and a half, two hours have passed. The cops get there. <clears throat> and uh, George wants to accompany the cops down to, you know, check on the young man. Like I said, these are still good people. They're like, we just want to make sure he's okay. We feel so bad. These are good people. So to give them credit, I mean, they were doing the Samaritan thing. And once they get down there, this is where the story splits. My mom stays at the house with the family while... George goes down with the cops and Bessie to go check on the young man on the side of the road. They get down there. Um, they ride in the cop car down there, and George says, well, we're going to get out and check on him? Like, you guys are the cops. You know, there's four cops there. And he's like, we're not getting out until the ambulance gets here. What do you mean? I'm like, we can see him right there. He's, like, writhing on the ground and moaning, and, like, he's probably dying. He's like, we're not getting out of this car until the ambulance gets here. And so, <laughs> so he's, you know, George is still just absolutely just flabbergasted. Like, what is going on? This man could be dying right now. And we're not going to get out and help him. Well, 30 minutes later, the ambulance arrives. Uh, then everybody gets out to, you know, check on him. First responders are doing their thing. Um, this is where Bessie gives her account because she actually stood right next to the man. Um, Bessie, um, and also my grandmother, was there with them. So my grandmother's account as well, which she was able to confirm before she passed that this story did happen. She's there. They're standing next to the young man as they're getting ready to load him onto the stretcher. They said um, 
like I said, all the characteristics he had grayish skin. He had very visible teeth fangs coming out of his hands, and he had, you know, claw-shaped nails. And they're like, it's bizarre. Like he looks like a wild man. Like he doesn't look certainly not hell certainly not normal. So they get him on the stretcher. And the one distinction that my grandmother made is that when they put him on the stretcher, I don't know if you know how long a stretcher is, but it's about think seven eight foot long they said when they loaded him on the stretcher his feet hung off of the stretcher by a foot so he was over seven to eight foot tall he's a big guy (laughs) so they load him on the stretcher and they're like all right well we're going to take him to this hospital now not the hospital, this hospital. They didn't stay what the name of the hospital was. They just said this hospital. A.K.A. the river. The river. <laughs> the body rolled his ass in there. It's never going to be our problem ever again. The nearest furnace we can find. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom, my grandmother, and Miss Bessie, they're allowed to ride in the back with in the back of the ambulance with the young man. With the paramedics and everything. Like I said, I know it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Everybody's giving me looks. Yeah, I understand I mean, how crazy it sounds. You know, I mean, different strokes for different folks. They're uh-huh. like, you want to ride back here with a seven-foot-tall wild boy? And I'm like, no thanks. <laughs> yeah. Do you but, need our insurance information? Are we done here? I'm like, no. It's like, but all they cared about is making sure he was all right. So Bessie and my grandmother ride in the back of the ambulance with the man to the hospital while George comes back up, picks my mom and her friend up from the house. They ride in the cop car to the hospital. Um, from the back of the ambulance, my grandmother um, gives a description of what happened next. Um, while they're in transport to the hospital, they see his fingernails recede back into his hand. Mm, it, that's when you're getting. Oh. I'm asking that. I'm knocking on the ambulance. Like, can you please pull over? Yeah, just let me out. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's, not he's, let me out. Roll his ass out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, there's more of that's him true. out there. Yeah. I'm not getting out. Yeah. I'd be like, roll him out. Oh. Like, he's not human. He has retractable fingernails. <laughs> you are no longer under your oath to take care of him. You're not a vet. Yeah. Roll his ass out here. Anybody got a, an axe? Yeah. <laughs> Something to get chopped. You're supposed with. to use silver, but I imagine if they're in bits, there's not much they can do. <laughs> Learn from Monster Squad. Yeah. Uh, werewolf can get blown up by a grenade and come back together. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh the reliable source. That's Monster Squad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but his nails, you know, return back to normal. His teeth or fangs, if you want to call them, recede back into his gums. And his skin turns back to a normal color. And he shrinks about a foot to a foot and a half. Back to where he's foot, he fits on the stretcher again. So not, he's like normal. They're like that doesn't. Hi, like, my name's Dave. <laughs> right, right in front of their eyes, it happens. And my grandmother, I mean, I don't have reason she would lie or make up a story. Like I said, they're good people. So they did is- all. They went to the extreme to ride in the back with the scary gun, son of a gun, to make sure he was okay. So she's. So she says, yeah, that's well, what happened. These he, are much better people. Well, I've learned from this, like, one, don't go backwoods, Tennessee at night. But also, not only does silver cure werewolves, you hit one with a car, too. Yeah. It does it good, too. <laughs> it clears up like, <laughs> like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> Oof. So um, this isn't even the strangest part of this story yet, believe it or not. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, it gets more interesting. So as they get to the, the hospital, they call it, they get to the cemetery gates, 
And in the middle of the cemetery it's is the hospital. <laughs> the hospital is in a cemetery. You can very plainly see because my mom and my grandmother, you know, are taking the same road. They're following each other in these cars. And they're looking around and it's like, this is a, a cemetery. Why are we in a cemetery? Well, up ahead is the, is the hospital. And not only is there a hospital in a cemetery, a huge cemetery, there's also houses in the cemetery with all their lights on. People live in a cemetery, which I've never heard. I don't know if that's normal yeah. here in Texas. That actually, I, I confirm it's not. that is actually normal. Not a bunch of people living in a cemetery, but mm-hmm. usually uh, cemeteries have a house for whoever is supposed to take care of yeah. the cemetery. Usually, it's just the one house. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Not like, a fucking community yeah. with a working yeah. hospital. My, my mom. She says there were houses, so more than just the one. There's what if several houses? What if the houses came first and the cemetery just happened because no, of no, the lazy no, no, like planning? All these people died around the houses. <laughs> yeah. well, just well, fucking bury them out front. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then people just started walking by, like, "Can we bury our people here?" But like, oh, fuck it. Sure. Yeah. At the same time, so mind if we put this hospital over here? Yeah. Too? <laughs> look, there's nothing weird about it. It was just very smart. It was like no. How much? How much does it cost to bury somebody in a cemetery? No, it's weird. Location, the fucking location, monster location. mash hospital for wayward critters in the fucking <laughs> middle of the woods? No, fuck that. That was a town in dire need of funding, and they found a niche to fill. Yeah. Ugh. Oh. All right. So they drive to the emergency room. The emergency room at this hospital in the cemetery. When they get to the emergency room, um, Bessie and my grandmother... Obviously, get out of the ambulance. They're getting to ready to wheel the guy inside. Well, the emergency room has padlocks on it, like heavy, thick chain padlocks. I don't know. <laughs> That's not common here in Texas or no. anywhere else. Why was an emergency room have padlocks on padlocks the doors? Too, if you had fucking it's werewolves an, in your woods, it's an emergency room. Uh, so uh, the police officer has to call an armed guard who has a rifle and everything, to come unlock the padlock so they can wheel this guy in there. <clears throat> so they wheeled the young man into the hospital. Hold on, sorry, sorry. Were the locks on the inside or the outside of the doors? My mom said both. On the inside and outside. <laughs> Fuck this whole place. <laughs> I, mean, it, it, I mean, can you picture, like, in your mind, in this scenario, it's hella early in the morning. You're nothing but a you know, 12, 13-year-old kid having this experience, getting attacked, your van getting attacked by some wild man, then taking him to a hospital in the middle of a fucking cemetery. You're just like, this is out of a comic book. This no, is fairy tale. No, it's not out of a comic book. It sounds like you're in the fucking town that the music video thriller fucking went down <laughs> in. You got fucking werewolves and fucking cemetery where the fucking zombies are going to pop up at any second. I don't know. So they get the young man in there. They're... Take him to this, you know, a whole operating room to check him out, make sure he's okay. And, you know, they pretty much tell my mom and, you know, George, Bessie, and my grandma to sit and wait in the waiting room. We'll let you know what happens. So about two hours goes by, and this um, this lady and her daughter, a middle-aged woman, enter the hospital, and you know, and obviously in a panic, oh, my God, where is he, where is he? And they realize, oh, this must be his mom and his sister, um, my mom had to state that the the women, I don't know why she stated this, but she's like, they were just very beautiful women. Like, they looked completely normal. Like, they were very attractive young women. Um, but apparently it was his mom and his, his twin sister, and she said his sister had um, 
be like really nice red hair and big green eyes. Fucking ginger snaps. It's a fucking <laughs> ginger werewolf. Confirmed. All gingers are werewolves. <laughs> they should be put down with extreme hostility. Oh. Okay, Matt. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Just staring at her. Uh, I got two redheads over here. Well, you don't know that yet. Look, all I'm saying is I don't want to recross you in a dark, unlit road in Tennessee. Well, no, you can. First and foremost, you can absolutely never trust weird, local, attractive women in horror movie esque settings. It never ends well. She's either going to turn into something or she's luring you to something that is going to get you. Yeah, I've yeah. seen Scooby Doo Zombie Island. I know what's up. <laughs> I know what's up. Werecats. Yeah. Are they worse than werewolves? <laughs> Put them down nine times before you're done. (laughs) So, um, you know, these two women come in. They, he's like, oh, they assure, you know, the doctors come out and assure him, like, he's fine. He's going to be all right. This is what's happened. Well, they come over to my mom and my grandma and thanking them so much for, like, we can't thank you enough. Don't worry. It's not your fault. You're, you know, it's okay. Like, you don't have to worry. We're not upset. We're not mad. He's okay. That's all that matters. Like, we're not going to press charges. None of that. Like, everything's going to be okay. And, of course, you know, everybody just kind of breathes a sigh of relief. He's going to be okay. Nobody's going to jail <laughs> for the attempted homicide, apparently. Um, I, I don't know. If I was your your mom and grandmother, I'd ask to exchange insurance information. He probably <laughs> fucked up that car pretty good. In 1970. Are you really think the fucking wolf boy has fucking insurance? <laughs> well, well, here's the thing. He did. <laughs> no, it was really good. insurance. Uh, that comes into play. Not the insurance part, but how this whole thing gets kind of wrapped up. Um, after that, you know, they leave to go be with the, the young man. Afterwards, uh, maybe my mom says maybe 10, 15 minutes later, they're still waiting there, waiting for someone to come tell them they can leave because the cops still haven't given them the okay. Well, the and they're padlocked inside. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're still padlocked inside at this point. So the sheriff comes over. He's like, all right, well, everything's good. He's not hurt, obviously. Nobody's trying to get you guys for the insurance money. Yeah, your car's not yeah. made out of silver. So yeah, you're, <laughs> It's a 1970s you're car anyways. It's probably good to go. It probably doesn't <laughs> have a fucking dent on it. You're good to go. Um, he's like, well, I, I can't discuss with you the full, he says, I can't discuss with you the full details or I'm not supposed to, but I'm going to do it anyways because no one's ever going to believe you when, when you tell this story. Well, that's not good when a cop says that to you. <laughs> I know. A sheriffer. An o- a like, sheriffer. I'm going to enlighten sheriff, you. An officer of the law. Only because nobody's going to believe what I say. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Go tell the story, bitch. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't want to hear that from a cop. I know. I mean, in 1970, I mean, I don't know what the culture was back then not but, great i mean i'm sure i'm sure people in from that area or you know in general are like well the sheriff should be a good guy <laughs> you know take him at his word he's the law around these parts but when he tells you he's like i'm gonna tell you some stuff that ain't nobody gonna fucking believe <laughs> so don't even bother you know telling anybody um he tells him all right so what you guys need to understand is that that young man is He's a patient at a very special hospital about 200 miles. Specialer up. than this fucking hospital? <laughs> this is just your run-of-the-mill cemetery hospital. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the, the hospital, mental hospital, is 200 miles away. He's like, that young man, just, after, uh, just af- before midnight, he was reported, him and his friend, who was 
you can assume, was in the field waiting for you guys to get out of the car were in their beds at bedtime check, 200 miles away. Lord. So in the course of roughly an hour, they traveled over 200 miles, and that's when they hit you just after midnight. Well, that's uh, when they hit him just after midnight. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's like, you understand that that's impossible for a human being to do, right? Everyone just kind of nods in agreement, like, that sounds strange if it's true. He's like, it's true, but that is impossible for a human being to do is because he is not human. His kind are werewolves. Everyone just kind of didn't know what to, how to react at that point. He like, he said werewolf. My mom specifically heard him say werewolf. <laughs> and portals. I don't know to think how he's like, <laughs> it's impossible for a human to run 200 miles. In that short amount of time. So impossible to watch a move. human shrink by a foot. <laughs> so yeah. His kind can move so fast. He says they move as the crow flies, as that term goes. So it very swiftly. <clears throat> Wait, I thought as the crow flies means a straight line. Well, as a straight line. Well, 200 miles in a straight line from where they quick. were. I, yeah. don't know. I thought I always thought it was quick, but that's the quote that the, the sheriff used. He said, as the crow flies. He's like, so there you have it. That's what you guys encountered, and you need to know how much danger you were actually in tonight. All right? To make that very clear, that he was not alone. Had you gotten out of that vehicle to check on him, you would have been attacked. He looked everyone in the eye when he said this. You would have been dead. You would have been dead. You would have been dead. Everybody I would mean, be dead. Yeah, I know. Imagine being, you know, my mom, a thirteen-year-old kid, an officer saying. You would have died. <laughs> you, <laughs> especially you. Yeah. You would be fucked. <laughs> they you might watch have everybody it. else die, and then you're you gone. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be double dead. So, I'd have killed you myself. <laughs> so pr- pretty traumatic and memorable. And he's like, well, there it is. The facility this young man comes from, you'll never read about it in any papers. You'll never read about this night. It'll never come up. There, was ne- there will never be a report on this, ever. He comes from a special facility that very wealthy people pay to have members of their family sent to to be taken care of. So, yeah, it's completely covered up. No one will ever know about it, but it does exist. And he says the young man's name was Dale Coke. That was the young man's name. Of the Coca-Cola family. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it makes sense. What the fuck are they putting in Coca-Cola? The Dale Coke. Yeah. It was Dale Coke. That was the young man's name. <clears throat> and um, But yeah, nothing was ever reported in the newspapers. Nothing like that. They said they left that night. They promptly left. They're like, all right, well, we're getting our shit and getting out of here then. Have a good night. I don't think I'd be able to go <laughs> back to that around. area. Yeah, moral of the story, don't go to Alabama, Tennessee. No, Mississippi. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Mississippi or Kentucky. Yeah. See, we don't need to worry about those things here. Anything with fur doesn't want to live here in the swamp-ass capital yeah. of the world. Yeah, yeah, perma-swamp-ass if you're a fuzzy critter. Yeah. That's why yeah. skunk so is such a pissy like, bitch. <laughs> when he says the facility was 200 miles away, I mean, the Nature's Trace is 400 44 miles, 150 mile, 450 miles of road, of pass. So who knows where that facility is on that four miles. Uh, evidently 200 miles from where he attacked. 
I would be curious to see what other, if y'all have any Kentucky listeners or, I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, if you're from Kentucky and you work at this facility, spill the goods. Especially if you're Mr. Coke, uh, give us your side of the story. Oh, he's in a mental asylum, apparently. He'll be locked up there forever. Unless he gets out again, apparently. They don't have Twitter and mental asylums. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, Mississippi, Alabama, or Tennessee, and then just above that, Kentucky. Um, they said when they, they went and finished their trip, they got, they were there for like the weekend or whatever. And on their way back, they drove through and they stopped at, you know, they didn't drive a night, but they stopped during, you know, they drove through it during the day and stopped at the gas stations and in the little towns like, Hey, do you guys ever hear anything of an accident? Check the newspapers. Nothing was ever reported. Nothing was ever on the news. Or they took his ass out back and old yellered him. Completely, (laughs) completely covered up. But that is a my mom's story um it did happen on the nature's trace roadway in mississippi that is that story beyond bonkers yeah yeah that story is absolutely terrifying no that no you don't get a lot of like there is tons of folklore about werewolves and everything yeah been around forever but you don't get a lot of like People are like, I've got a, I've got a paranormal experience. It's always like a ghost or a demon or this or that, and like, seldomly do you get like, and what's werewolf. The, oh yeah. yeah, what stuck stuck with me the most on the story because from every like typical werewolf story you hear about, oh they look like a dog, half dog or half wolf, half man. No, this was like a wild man. So it was like a truer form of what a werewolf would be, I guess. Lack of better terminology, teen wolf type werewolf. Kind yeah, of, I was yeah. thinking uh 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 Buffy. Yeah. Well, well Buffy Buffy is like a mix between the two because the dude stays on his two legs and he's more human. If anything, the werewolf on Buffy looked more like a pissy Sasquatch. <laughs> if anything you really think about it. And there's nothing threatening about Seth Green as a werewolf. It's <laughs> like 5'2 ass. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was during the... I'm thinking... Maybe I'm picturing him before a full transition. It's been a long time yeah, since I've seen those he episodes. Yeah, where he starts to go. That's why I went with the Teen Wolf one, actually, like the modern Teen Wolf, because when that, they just kind of get the furried brow, yeah. the ears change, fangs, eyes, yeah. uh, claws mm-hmm. like yeah. that come out that and everything, instead of like the full-on... like. Looks more like a wolf, wolf. than man type thing, like, like an anthropomorphic wolf, Dracula version yeah. of a werewolf. Yeah, look um, like somebody suffering from hypertrichosis. Yeah, and one thing like fancy I thought, I'm like rich families, like seven 1970s, weren't they kind of like inbred? Maybe <laughs> they wanted to keep all the genetics in the family back then. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, my first thought was the you know like the kids that are raised and with in the wild like because they get lost or whatever there are stories like that but and it sounded like that up until retracting claws retracting claws yeah Yeah. so Mm -hmm. but yeah he my grandmother saw him drunk his claws went back in and his teeth went back in and his skin changed from real pale like gray the regular skin tone. And you'd think all those legends come from somewhere. The legends of skinwalkers and werewolves have been around as long as human beings have been around, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, people talk about skinwalker shape-shifting. Maybe that is what people think, like, what people mean when they say shape-shifting. Yeah. It's not like full transformation, but it is like a more animalistic stance and stature, and they 
kind of transform. I know, like, what is it? Uh, there's an actual, like, mental disease called lycanthropy or lycanthropy yeah, or something right. like that where people actually, like, have, you know, the mental disease where they think they turn into werewolves and they've actually been known. I think it was the first case was, like, in England where a guy was locked up and he's like, you know, don't let the moon touch me or don't let the moon come from my jail cell. And he, like, goes crazy, becomes a wild man, he said. And it scared even the guard outside of the cell because he was just so aggressive. But, yeah, that was that story. So was this something that you were just raised with hearing the story or was it a certain point in time that you were told? Or Like, oh. you're of age now, we need to tell you. It was... We actually had to go into the woods and kill a wolf to earn the right for the story. story. Yeah, it's a really unknown. Uh, my mom, I would say she kind of considered it as a rite of passage, and she would only tell it. I first heard the story on a camping trip at um, Lake Livingston. We went out there. We would go out there maybe once or twice every summer with my whole family, my brothers and sisters, everybody, and we would all go out there and camp for the weekend. So about how old were you whenever you first heard? 12, 13. So I'm uh, sure that. Proper age. So yeah. That would have scared uh, I was scared uh, at this age. The, I know. My mom picked You the should be too. My mom picked the best time to tell it because it's out in the woods where the shit happens. Yeah. And, you know, it's late at night. We, she, would, she wouldn't make us, but she would get us to stay up till kind of late. And she would tell us kids. And she's kind of done it with, you know, well, my son's not of age yet. So she hopes, I'm assuming she hopes to be able to share that with him as well so he too cannot sleep while camping in the woods yeah, it sounds like mom's like mom's like i can't i hate camping i can't well, sleep it, i think about this horrible shit to happen to me and she's like i'm a everybody else is gonna feel exactly like i feel oh yeah i mean it's like she, i said my mom shared she's, trauma she's my mom i mean i love my mom she's, she lives for the the, but, the nightly tears of preteens yeah, but the thing is like other than that she's just a sweet, a sweet lady. She goes to church on Sundays, and you know, is very polite and friendly. And by night, she scars twelve-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like the one thing she has from her childhood that she enjoys sharing because it's something that I guess my family has been. It's been prominent in our lives, in our history. Well, that's something you want to keep alive for exactly. sure. Exactly, and and it's part of you know her story. Her. Whatever you call it. <laughs> legacy. I was about to say, say legacy. Yeah, legacy yeah. would. Dale Coke's going to be riding in. She hit me with a car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I was hit. No, the, like, I'm seeking reparations. Stuff like that. That <laughs> sticks with you your whole life. You just want to get it, for the most part, uh, you want to get it out there and let people know because you're like, it happened to you. Yeah. And then, like, it, you just want it to be validated by, like, telling other, other people. people now, yeah. on the other side of that, it can bite you in the ass. Too, I mean, of course, there's gonna be people like whatever, and there's well, gonna be people like this yeah. like, for stuff like that. Yeah. Well, well, that's it. Like, there's, and this is something that I've experienced uh, with uh, other friends who have personal stories, and it's easy to write off somebody's story when you don't know the person. It's easy to say, "Oh, you heard that from somebody," or "This person's just making it up for attention," et cetera, et cetera. But when you know a person, and you know they're not the type of person to just make up a story like that, it really like hits different. Yeah, yeah it hits so much different. Well, I know you guys don't know my mom personally, but yeah. but no, but to know, <laughs> but to know your experience hearing the story, yeah, and to share a story that, again, generally speaking, 
who doesn't trust their mom, their parent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like no parent's just going to go and like make up a story like that. And then, okay, they will, but yeah. to hold to it, even once you're an adult mm-hmm. and to means it was treat it yeah. not as a joke. Yeah. Uh, Especially if you if you do have a good relationship with your parents and you trust that family member, yeah, uh, or that other person who has told you their story and you know that person's not one to just make shit up. And like I said, uh, my grandma was able to confirm it too. Like, so that was another. I just have to reiterate that because not only is it not just my mom, but it's an actual whole other generation yeah. that or as well. They killed somebody with their car and they're just trying to cover it up. <laughs> I mean, who knows. <laughs> If so, I mean, kudos for them for having a spectacular imagination. <laughs> Anything to bury the lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mommy, did we hit somebody? It was a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing, we're doing the Lord's I'm, work. <laughs> there was another little quip about when they were in, you know, in the house waiting for the cops to show up so they could go check on them. The family uh, they were with, um, the little girl who was in that family, was telling my mom. And her friend, it's like, that's not the only time something like this has happened down here. Yeah, there we hit people time. with our car all the time. <laughs> Sometimes they're not even werewolves. She said, it's like, there was another time this couple, um, young man, young woman, were driving through here, and uh, we saw their headlights come down our road. And the next morning, we found their car just not two miles up the road. Apparently, they had a flat, and they were found on the side of the road, you know, with their... Like, no blood in their body. Like, something sucked all their blood out. There's werewolves and vampires out in Tennessee. Werepires. Yeah, that's why you don't get out of the fucking car. Be like, oh, it's only 100 miles to the next gas station. We'll just drive on the rim. So, (laughs) yeah. yeah. This back road in Mississippi. Like I said, you can go online and look it up right now. And it looks... Amazing. It looks like, oh, it's such a big tourist attraction. Come yeah, that's what ride the vampires down. and werewolves want you to think. They're like, oh, that looks nice. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah come here. That's yeah, cool. it's going to be like a dust till dawn. Yeah, I was to <laughs> yeah. that. Well, apparently, Just hipster werewolves, though. <laughs> as I was reached, like, I was looking it up, you know, what is, what's this place look like now? And uh, apparently, like, you can bike the whole thing. Hard I'm pass. good. Like, on a, bi- like a bicycle. It takes you like 12 days to do it if you want to do it. And there's camping spots along the way so you can what camp. What the werewolves want? Yeah. Aside from the werewolves, I'm not biking a mile of that because I'm fat and lazy. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Anybody else have any questions I can hopefully answer about that? I'm, I, 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 unless you can give me <laughs> GPS coordinates for this place. Well, they said it's... It was like they were turning on to the Nature's Trace Parkway. So, like, they had just entered. No, 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 no. I mean, the middle hospital. So he could oh, fucking avoid oh. it. <laughs> yeah. Well, shit, I, I can't imagine it was too far from where it happened because... I need to turn some satellites on that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I get answers. They're just looking for, gra- like, look up graveyards in Mississippi and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but who knows? Maybe even that one's covered up, too. She said, I mean, it was dark. But the, she distinctly remembers it was a graveyard. They drove through like the cemetery gates, and there was headstones and shit everywhere. And there was houses, like she said, pretty decent sized houses, just kind of randomly throughout the graveyard. Yeah, the I'm good. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> I don't want to live close to a graveyard, let alone in one. 
Yeah, no, I've lived next to a few graveyards, and there's nothing like coming home late from Walmart or work and just driving past the cemetery right before you turn into your driveway. Oh, yeah, I've lived by a cemetery, <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, or even, even if you don't see, like, spooky shit, there's Beautiful. been cases where, like, hurricanes have come through oh, here, yeah. and it's brought bodies out of the ground oh, and like yeah. put them in trees yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it's like the lazy river at fucking Slitterbond, but instead of people on floats, it's just corpses and coffins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why there's a lot of cemented plots God, in yeah. Louisiana and Texas. Now, yep. to be fair, Louisiana and Galveston have tons of those because oh, yeah. they're like water rises, bodies and coffins float. Texas, mm-hmm. for the longest time, it wasn't a thing because we hadn't flooded a lot. And then, you know, these yeah, last Texas few had to years, learn a lesson. Yeah. We were like, bury your dead above maybe, ground. <laughs> maybe we should seem <laughs> it a little bit. Yeah, because it gets pretty fucking, it's gotten pretty fucking gnarly. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, so Felipe, we want to thank you for coming in and telling us your story. Absolutely. Uh, I fucking always love hearing personal account and family stories. Oh, absolutely. And I look forward to the next story you have for us. And then oh, yeah. I'd like to thank Creepy Kitty for coming on and, uh, trying out to replace Bose. Yeah. Uh, we was, like the energy you're bringing. It, no, did I? <laughs> it's, it's, it's on par with Brandon. Really? I mean, she asked, yeah, she asked a good it's, question. It's like not as depressing, but just as like somber and. <laughs> yeah. That's like, I think that's what I was thinking originally. But no, I, I was I was really happy to sit on and, and listen to that story. Glad but you guys enjoyed it. And, but well, like I said, we'll be back with Felipe. He has another story for us, and we'll have another guest. So uh, this has been Logan. It's been Matt. Felipe. And Kayla. Uh, you guys keep it spooky. To support other Golden Mojo Entertainment productions, check out Golden Image Podcast, The Call Guys, and Murd Nerds wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts. To see photos and find new episodes of the United States of Paranormal, follow us on our social media, Twitter at T-U-S-O-P-P-O-D or Instagram at the United States of Paranormal and Facebook, the United States of Paranormal. If you have a place that you'd like us to look into or would like to share your spooky story that we can read on the air, please email us at the United States of Paranormal at gmail.com.